0: I'm Maddie, and I'm Sophie. Oh, that was slow. And welcome. I'm just, welcome changing, I'm just changing, to changing things up. Our podcast. podcast. Let's try it. Hi, I'm Maddie, and I'm Sophie. And no, we won't do that. Maybe next time. I was just trying to change things up and you always have to jump in with your two cents. That's true. Do you know what I was actually thinking? I was like, we could just use the same bit of that from every week. But but I like the the authenticity. And that's what... Yeah, yeah, so you're right. So I'm wrong. I'll admit it. And it it gets you like into the groove of things. But can you just let me be me? Like, I don't have to be this robot that is just do this, do that, say this in this tone, you know. I'm just trying to keep it, keep it, keep the listeners, you know. That's so true. And guessing. people could learn a
1: lot from you, including myself.
0: So, yeah. um, um any, I don't know. Maybe I'll just put a poll out there. Anyone else think Maddie is trying to, you know, ruin me? It's <laughs> <laughs> um, you trend. who tears my book to shreds every second you get. Maddie doesn't want me to be myself. She's trying to... <laughs> me into this robot I'm molding just, you yeah that's what I'm looking for anyone else think Maddie's molding me to be you know just another you know another number to nobody another, put selfie in the corner another another podcast okay well speaking of the podcast how are you feeling after last week's episode because we
1: things got pretty deep and pretty emotional pretty fast oh, in that last I, chapter I, I didn't
0: I, I didn't get out of bed all last week <laughs> you were just too busy <laughs> reflecting I've actually yeah been done a lot of reflecting and just think you know what, what is going on in Amber's head?
1: Like I know. she's got
0: a lot going on for a fourteen year old. Penny How for thoughts. Thirteen, 13. year old girl. She's got a lot going on, and you know what? Well, for me, not to go to any trainings this week because of <laughs> the issues we've had in the podcast. Bryony was really understanding though because oh, yeah, she listened course. to the episode and felt the same. Yeah, um, but I've just yeah. What about you? How are you going? Yeah, good. I um. Well, can I just ask a question? Like, you wrote this stuff. Yeah, I know. That's what, what kind you, of headspace yeah. did you did. in? <laughs> um, well, I think I
1: realised, like, I needed to have some deeper themes in the book, obviously. Like, you had the the light and the nipple and the romance and stuff. And I was like, you know, what's a pretty... And, like, I don't know about you, but I had a lot of friends when I was at school whose parents went through divorces, and it was a very, like, prominent thing when I was at school. And that it was hard for kids so I was like that's something that a lot of people will be able to relate to whether they're the person directly affected by it or the one that is the friend of someone going through it so very true yeah I'm I'm fortunate enough that well both of us fortunate enough that our parents are both still together but it is something that happens in life and it's quite a sad time for a a kid to go through sorry but yeah this is again not a counselling session so let's hope that chapters 15 and 16 are a bit more lighthearted. I wonder what
0: our feedback's going to be on these like episodes I know like can
1: you get back the fun or Like, maybe we'll get a whole new audience from these episodes. Yeah, hopefully. So anyway, let's get show on the road, shall we, before things get too emotional? Yeah. Chapter 15. Even though Grace had talked to Amber, she wasn't sure if her co-captain would show up for training on Wednesday night. She knew Amber probably felt embarrassed about her behaviour and wouldn't want the team to know about her parents' divorce. Grace wished Amber would open up about it all so her friends could help her get her through it. But she knew how stubborn Amber was and she liked people to think she was strong and could do anything by herself, so she didn't like her chances. Hopefully this didn't mean she wouldn't even come to training to have to face everyone's questions, though. But five minutes before training started, Amber walked onto the court with her netball bag slung over her shoulder and her usual model-style pouted lips. Grace breathed a sigh of relief. She hoped that the team would forgive Amber's irrational behaviour at the game on Saturday. Despite her sometimes questionable attitude, Amber was a great player and the team desperately needed her. Amber made her way to Jordan and Ashley and began chatting to them as if nothing had happened. You called it. Grace looked to the rest of the team who were standing and staring at Amber, urging her to say something to explain why she'd acted the way she had. Mia rolled her eyes and made her way to Amber, obviously wanting answers. What the hell happened to you on Saturday? Mia yelled, not holding back. Oh no, this is going to be bad, Grace thought to herself. She desperately wanted to say something and defend Amber's behaviour, but she knew she couldn't force her to apologise. It had to come from Amber. What do you mean, Amber said, playing dumb. Oh my god, do you seriously not care about anyone but yourself? We lost that game because of you, Mia screamed. Yeah, because I didn't play the last quarter. You obviously needed me, Amber sprayed back. We would have lost by more if you'd stayed on. The only reason we got so close was because Mrs. Peters took you off. You're lucky the umpire didn't report you. Dear kiss. <laughs> <laughs> the fangs are out. Grace looked into Amber's eyes and pleaded with her to let it go and apologise to the group. Why does she think she's telepathic? Maybe she is. They've, they've developed that bond that now she can read her mind. Puppy dog's eyes. Grace hoped that their conversation on Saturday had proven that she cared about Amber and that she needed to do the same for the rest of the team. It was as if Amber realizes at the same time, and she finally oh gave in. Oh my God, she
0: is telepathic.
1: Fine, I stuffed up. I'm sorry, but can we just get over it and make sure we win the rest of our games? Well, that's not the best apology we're ever gonna. Sorry. Well, that's the best apology we're ever gonna get out of Amber. Grace thought to herself. While it might not have been the most genuine or kind sentiment, it was still an apology. The rest of the girls seemed to be satisfied with it, and they began to nod in response to Amber's statement. Yeah, fine, whatever, Mia replied, still, still clearly annoyed with Amber, but willing to stop the fight. The team turned to Mrs Peters, clearly shocked that she'd been there the whole time, but hadn't stepped in. Grace smiled to herself, realising that Mrs Peters would have wanted Amber and Mia to sort it out on their own.
0: Grace is so wild. She's
1: so smart. She can read everyone's minds. Okay, girls, I know you're all upset about the loss on the weekend, but we have to move forwards. Amber, we're happy you're back and look forward to you putting in a great performance this coming weekend. Let's just make sure we keep our mouths shut to the umpires, okay? Mrs Peters joked. The team giggled and so tooted Amber as she nodded to Mrs. Peters. Relief spread through grace and she smiled to herself as Mrs. Peters continued to tell the team not to worry about the past but focus on the future. Mrs. Peters is so inspiring. She's my favourite, always. Let's just beat those clovers the next time we play them. Mrs. Peters Also, every time
0: I hear clovers, I think of Bring Bring It it On. on. I know. Brr, it's cold cold in here. I said said there must be some clovers
1: in the atmosphere. I was team clovers.
0: I was team Clovers, and you just said there must be some Clovers in the atmosphere.
1: And oh, so sorry, because the... Yeah, I get you.
0: Have you even watched Bring It On? What's well, Bring It On? <laughs> <laughs> it's my fave. It's my whole childhood. Um,
1: no, I do... I get what you're saying, and I'm sorry. I apologise. Yeah, I wouldn't be a Clover. I
0: stuffed that up.
1: Um, yes, Miss Peter had the two teams would meet again. That night felt like the best training they'd had all year, Grace thought. Even me and Amber managed to put aside what had happened earlier and work together for the sake of the team. The energy in the group was electric as everyone was motivated to win on the weekend and make sure they made the finals. The announcement that Amber would be hosting the next meeting for the music video had also added some excitement to the group. The idea of entering the Burns' mansion seemed to be the best thing that could ever happen to some of the girls. Chapter break! On the
0: weekend, the Lions faced the third-ranked Taunton Tigers. I'm sorry about the alliteration. Today, Junior. you Tigers. What a...
1: Talton? Talton, that was a street near mine, oh. that was a street near my um, like where my school was. I like Colton, my... close but with a T. <laughs> Carlton Colton, who had been in good form all season. Fortunately Amber had come out firing, clearly wanting to prove to the team that she was willing to give her best. Grace was impressed by her ability not to talk back to the umpires even once, despite a few dodgy calls that were made against her. The Lions supporters cheered as she took ten intercepts of the game, including numerous deflections and rebounds. She was unstoppable.
0: Wait, who's this? Amber. Amber, yeah.
1: Great, Amber. Grace only played half a game as the team was winning comfortably, and Mrs. Peters felt she should give some of the oh other oh girls some court time. Oh my! I knew you'd that. Oh but my! But it's more a reflection that like Amp- Grace has been in the starting team for most of the time, so she. Yeah, I know that was a bit arrogant. Sorry, naughty Grace. This, um, despite wanting to play as much as she could, Grace was happy to sit off and give some of the other girls an opportunity oh, to play. Oh, aren't you nice, Grace?
0: Just, she... You're such a big dog. Oh, I'll sit off, girls. Yeah, good work. <laughs> awesome stuff. Player. Let me guess, they didn't win the half that she wasn't on. Well, we don't know. We'll never know. As she watched, it seems a hey here go.
1: As she watched, it seemed as though the better Amber played, the better the rest of the team did too. The Lions looked like a new team compared to the week before, with everyone focused and nobody playing selfishly. Mia was on fire. I and that's it's
0: funny, like the word selfishly. Like if you just crumble that bit, it just fishly, fishly. <laughs> small minds. <laughs> you remind me of Ryan. That's something Ryan would say, I feel. Oh Who? God. Oh yeah.
1: Shout out to Ryan. Mia was on fire and along with Jordan felt fed the ball brilliantly into the shooters. A spectator would have thought they'd played together for years. The Lions won by eighteen goals, and none of the girls could wipe
0: the smile off their faces. Awesome work, Lions! Chapter brick!
1: After the game on Saturday, the team was so hyped up that they decided to go to Sophie's house. Hell yeah! To watch the Adelaide Thunderbirds take on the Melbourne Vixens in the SunCorp Super Netball, the biggest and best competition in the world. Netball competition in the world with eight teams battling it out each week. You could make it competition. The Thunderbirds won their first two matches, but had narrowly lost to the Queensland Firebirds the week before. Ooh. Bit of a turnaround from this season, isn't it? With the Firebirds not having won a game, and the Thunderbirds actually beating them last week. Okay. Or two weeks ago, depending on when this episode airs. <laughs> <laughs> it was a similar situation to the Lions having come off a loss. The girls sat in Sophie's lounge room in silence as the game unfolded. Stella recorded the team's statistics throughout the game, complaining when the commentators got it wrong. Grace watched in awe, taking in every moment and watching the goal defence's every move.
0: Who were the commentators?
1: Sue Gordian and Liz Ellis. Oh,
0: Macaulay Corkin, Home Alone. <laughs> Sue Gordian, I
1: hope you're listening to this episode because that was for you. I doubt. No, I'm going to tweet at her and get her to listen because that's my, you know, people have said that you say it too much, Sue, but I disagree. I think you could say it even more. And if it happens with Sophie Garvin in the Gold Circle, then I'll be even happier. <clears throat> Mia and Jordan both sat on their phones, not really that interested in the game, but enjoying the company. Sorry, I feel now that I've like, disregarded Cath Cox, um, Will McCloy, everybody else, yeah, but, but I've given Kath and Will a shout-out um, already. already about the Super Bull show, so I felt like it was time for Liz and Sue yeah. to come to play. Who's your favourite commentator? Mm, whoever talks good about me. I, I, do th- I did love Annie Sargent, too. Welcome to Sydney, Maddie Proud. That was my favourite. Cool. <laughs> Annie, if you're listening, too. Who's your favourite? Um, I've got
0: a soft spot for Will.
1: Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know, I do too. I do love Will. And Will and Kath together are great. Yeah, they're a good combo. They're a great combo.
0: But no, I, I wouldn't say, I don't have any favourites. We love but... you all, every commentator that commentates. But... Said Costello does some as well. Is there another one? I can't remember who else does it. We're just,
1: just trying to get all the brownie points <laughs> we can here by listening to them all. Um... Okay, so Mia and Jordan both sat on their phones, not really that interested in the game, but enjoying the company. Grace was shocked to learn that Amber was also an avid Thunderbirds fan and was sitting on the edge of her seat as she watched the game unfold. Grace thought Amber would be too cool to watch netball and care about who won, but Amber was continuing to surprise her. With six minutes left in the final quarter, the game was tied. Even Mia and Jordan put their phones down to watch the intense contest unfold. It continued goal to goal for the next few minutes until a bad umpiring call was made. The umpire gave the throw into the Vixens, even though the ball had clearly last touched the hands of a Vixen's player. What player? Kate okay, The Vixens made the most of this opportunity and scored quickly. The Vixens led by one goal and it was time for their centre pass. Sorry, it was their centre pass. With only a minute left to go, the Thunderbirds had to make something special happen. The Vixen's wing attack had received the centre pass and There's turned Watson. towards the goal circle. Yep. Looking for a target. The Thunderbirds were ruthless in defence, covering every move their opponent tried to make. The camera showed the Thunderbirds' bench plays on their feet. Who was Claim... on the bench? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, pressure, I don't know who's not on the, no, uh, I don't know, I don't know. Claiming that the wing attack should lose the ball after having held it for more than three seconds. Grace and Amber screamed at the television. Finally, the umpire blew a whistle, <laughs> signifying that it was a held ball. Three seconds! <laughs> the Thunderbirds wasted no time, quickly grabbing the ball and passing it down the court. The ball was beautifully placed into the goal shooter and she quickly slotted it through the net. Who Cody is the Cody with just 15 seconds left, the Thunderbirds raced to get the ball back to the centre. They threw it around rapidly and with accuracy as if it was a hot potato, trying as hard as they could to get the ball towards the goal circle and into their shooter's hands. With four seconds to go, the ball finally made its way in and the Thunderbirds' goal attack swiftly put it through the net, right on the buzzer.
0: So it went through the net before the buzzer?
1: Right on the buzzer.
0: So is it a goal it's or It's a no? goal. It's a goal. So it's gone through the net yes. before the buzzer? Yes, yes, there. yes. Yes, I'm sorry, technicalities. I was just wondering, I didn't know if it was... Anything.
1: Most of the crowd was silent, being a Vixen's home game, but the Thunderbirds players and support staff made enough noise to fill the stadium, clapping hands and slapping each other on the back. In Sophie's lounge room, the Lions players cheered at the top of their lungs, not caring who could hear them. This was the kind of inspiration they needed for the rest of the season. As the girls were saying their goodbyes, Grace noticed Stella looking at her phone with a horrified look on her face. Concerned about her friend, Grace chased after her as she walked out the door. What's up, Stella? Grace asked. You don't want to know, she replied. Come on, you can tell me, Grace pleaded. Ugh, it's so stupid, I don't even want to talk about it. It's the same stuff as always. My parents. Stills' eyes dropped to the floor. What happened? Grace asked. I found my English assignment in my bag. I got a C and they're furious. I don't get it. I'm good at maths and science and that's what I want to do when I leave school. Why does it matter if I get one bad mark? Stella hated that her parents only ever criticised her. They didn't seem to care at all when she told them she'd aced her last maths test. Oh, Stella, I'm so sorry. A C isn't even bad. Grace never knew quite what to say to Stella in these situations. Her parents were so supportive, and while they wanted her to do well, they would never put as much pressure on her as Stella's parents did. Try telling that to the professors, Stella shrugged. They said that if I don't get an A in my next assignment, I can't play netball for the rest of the season. Oh
0: God. What? what?
1: Are you kidding? Grace couldn't believe what she was hearing. Her parents would never make her miss a game of netball. "'Nope, they really know how to hit me where it hurts. "'What am I going to do? "'I suck at English. "'My next time is due in four weeks, just before finals. "'How's that for timing?' "'Stella looked devastated. "'Maybe she should get a tutor or something. "'They'd be able to help,' Grace, Grace suggested. "'My parents would never pay for one. "'They'd tell me I have to do it on my own "'and sort out my own problems without relying on them,' "'Stella confessed with sad- sadness. "'I could always help you out, "'although I'm worse than you are in English,' Grace offered. "'Thanks, Gracie. "'I'm sure I'll figure something out,' "'Stella said with little conviction.' The two said their goodbyes, and Grace walked to her mum's car, grateful to have such a supportive and loving mother. If only Grace's mum could talk, talk some sense into Stella's parents.
0: Oh, My God, chop the brick! don't get what Stella. Oh sorry. oh, sorry. What are Stella's parents' names? Uh, I don't what think I've names. Last name
1: Williams. Mr. What and Mrs. are the Williams,
0: Williams. doing? they like, profe- they just
1: yeah, I don't know. Taking away something
0: that is such good for young They're so just so girls. focused
1: on it academically that they don't yeah, you're right, they don't understand the benefits that Netbook can have on her as well. It's just sport in general. The things that you can learn through sport, resilience, teamwork, you know, if you've read my latest blog you'll know about <laughs> it. That night, Grace was lying on her bed, thinking about Stella and how she would could help her with her English assignment. She'd even gone as far as to count her savings so see if she'd be able to pay for Stella's tutor, but she knew that even if she could afford it, Stella would never let her do it. Deflated and annoyed at herself for not thinking of anything else, Grace made her way to the lounge room, eager to watch a rom-com and forget about Stella's troubles for a few minutes. Her hopes were shot down when she saw Angus lying on the couch, watching some stupid old-fashioned movie on the TV. What are you watching? Can we put something else on? Grace begged. I wish. I have to watch this for English, Angus grunted. Grace looked at the screen, trying to work out what it was. Hang on, is that Leonardo DiCaprio? What a babe. Is this like Romeo and Juliet? Grace asked, unable to take her eyes off the beautiful Leo. Yep, sure is. Way to take away my manhood by making me watch this, Angus complained. I'm tempted to just fail this assignment. I got an A for my last one, so I'll pass anyway, he continued. You got an A in English? Grace asked, shocked. Oh, she loved it, brother. Academics had never really been his strong suit. Sure did. I got the highest mark in the class. Mrs. Green even asked to use my last assignment as an example for next year's class, Angus said with a smug look on his face, clearly impressed with himself. Suddenly a light bulb went off in Grace's head. Did you say Mrs. Green? Does that mean you're in Stella's class? Grace asked eagerly. Yep and yep, Angus said looking back to the TV. Sometimes things just work out, Grace thought to herself as she flopped onto the couch with a huge grin on her face. What could she mean
0: by that? I have no
1: idea. I guess only time will tell. Oh, God. Chapter 16. (laughs) The Kings of Linwood had finally finished learning the Friday. (gasps) I'm
0: excited. Oh, my God. Who's going to come
1: into it? The Friday at Five songs, so they all met at Amber's house at school after school the following Thursday.
0: Ooh, awesome. Grace,
1: Stella and Mia entered together in silence, taking in every inch of what they were seeing. Now I know why everyone raves about Amber's parties, Mia said, looking around in awe. Seriously, this is like something out of a movie, added Stella. Grace hadn't told the others about her visit to Amber's place. She wanted to keep her word to Amber and not tell anyone about what she was going through with her parents' separation. She also felt that Amber had really opened up to her and didn't want to take advantage of her trust. Great. The three girls made their way out to the backyard where some of their teammates were already sitting around a table next to the Burns's infinity pool. Oh
0: my god! I know. What, is, what does her dad do? Um,
1: he owns a construction company.
0: What does their mum do? Stay at home. I right? think she's a stay at home
1: but who knows after the divorce what's going to happen. None of the boys. She'll had get ar- half. That's true. That should be very well set up. None of the boys had arrived yet, so in true teenage girl fashion, style, sorry, they took this opportunity to gossip about the new colleagues. I don't care what any of you think. I still think Tyler wants me. I'm being in the same scene as him, said Amber, apparently only half joking. This really needs to stop, Grace joked as she interrupted the girls and took her seat around the table. The girls laughed and chatted about netball in the video until eventually the boys walked in a, fashion- a fashionable 30 minutes late. The girls grew quiet, obviously losing the early confidence they felt about boys. Grace always loved how girls would go on and on about boys, particularly Amber and Mia. However, when it actually came to speaking to them, they grew shy as anything. Was
0: that you? Or were you the
1: opposite? I was the opposite. I grew up with brothers, so I was always... I was a tomboy, so I was always friends with the little boys. You were a boy. (laughs) Actually, I was a boy. (laughs) You do know you guys aren't famous or anything yet, so you don't have an excuse to be late, Grace teased, realising something needed to be said and being the most comfortable around the boys. felt it was her responsibility to ease the mood. Sweet house, Tyler said, ignoring his sister's comment. Grace had seen Sebastian a few times at school over the past few weeks, but hadn't said anything about their Facebook messages. (coughs) With him and Tyler now in the same room again, she felt she needed to keep everything friendly like they had been for years. Tyler and Grace had never spoken about boys or anything before, but Grace knew it was an unwritten rule for an older brother to be protective of his younger sister. While Sebastian may be Tyler's best friend, there was no way he would be happy about him talking to his sister in a way that might not just be his friends. Sort of a little tickle in my throat.
0: Do you need some water? Some quick sip. (coughs) That's better. Good job.
1: While Grace was thinking about this, Sebastian strolled casually towards her and slouched down in the seat next to her, a seat that only moments before had been filled with the grinning Mia, and gave her his best poster boy grin. "'Amen to that. This place is unreal,' Sebastian added to Tyler's comments. "'This is
0: the exciting part when the boys I come.' Could "'I know. I get kitty.'
1: "'His effortless charm left the girls giggling like the schoolgirls that they were. "'The group sat chatting for a while, partly about the video, "'but mostly about school, music and sport. "'Eventually, Amber stood up and said, "'All right, I don't know about you guys, "'but I sure as hell want to win these tickets, "'so we'd better start actually doing something.' "'Everyone nodded. "'Well,' said Tyler, "'we've been discussing it "'and we think that we should change things up a little.' Everyone gave Tyler and his bandmates a concerned what? look before any of the girls could voice their confusion. Sebastian spoke up. We just think it's a little clichéd and corny to sing a bunch of songs written by a bunch of boys. So we came up with a way that we, can get, we get to keep our pride and not completely ruin our reputation as a rock band. The girls all rolled their eyes at one another, knowing full well that the Kings of Limon were a pop band, not that any of them had the nerve to correct him. <laughs> so we think that we should change the lyrics of the songs but still use the same music so people know what song it is. That way we'll stand out from everyone else and we can sing about things we actually know and care about. The girls exchanged glances, unsure as what they should do and how they felt about this change.
0: So great to see the boys actually getting into it. Taking
1: initiative, I know. Very creative. So what have you guys actually been doing these last few weeks? And Amber asked the question all the girls wanted to know the answer to. We've still been learning the music. That's the hardest part, Adam confessed. Yeah, it won't take long to come up with new lyrics. It'll be more fun too, Sebastian added. Grace decided she should be the one to say something and break the awkward silence. Okay, well, I think it's a pretty good idea. He's right. They're right. Think about it. Everyone is going to send in videos of themselves singing and dancing along to Friday at Five songs. We should really make the most of having an actual band playing the music. We need to do something different to get noticed, and surely they'll like the fact that we've been creative. Sebastian gave her an appreciative smile. So cute. What's an appreciative smile? It's like, I appreciate you. It's like, not like a... It's probably a closed mouth smile. You can't say
0: it. You've got to, like... Go, smile it at me. <laughs> that was good, wasn't okay. it? Eh? Well, you, t- you try. I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> appreciative smile is, I guess. It doesn't exist. Kind of like a... <coughs> yeah, it's closed mouth, I think. Mm. Just yeah. a quick one. Yeah. The other
1: girls, including Amber, began to nod. Grace could see each of them realise how cool this video could end up being and how much higher their chances of getting noticed were now that they were doing something out of the ordinary. The rest of the afternoon raced by... Everyone seemed to gain some extra energy and were all excited and motivated to make the video the best it could be. Tyler and Adam had brought along their acoustic guitars and they played Friday at Five music while the rest of the group joked around and changed the lyrics. The group was in hysterics after t- Tyler changed the words to a section of a Friday at Five song Maria to use Amber, Amber's name instead. Amber, your eyes
0: shine so bright, you set my world light. Oh, my God, I apologise. <laughs> yes.
1: Sorry, I didn't actually know the tune. I think it was more like... Um, Amber, your eyes yeah, shine so bright, you set my world... No, it's a bit too rap.
0: Sorry, I might work on it. I thought they were going to change it from Maria to Mia. Maria, yeah, that's true.
1: I should probably should have. Grace thought Tyler was joking because he knew Amber had a bit of a crush on him. However, this only played into Amber's hands as she had been bragging about him liking her for so long. Whether it was a joke or not was irrelevant to Amber as it was clear she loved the attention. For about an hour, the boys and girls tossed around ideas for new lyrics, everyone getting into the spirit. Then it became a bit more serious as they all realised they needed to use this time together to achieve some results. They split into groups with each given a song to change the lyrics and act out a scene to. They began to form groups with Grace appreciating the fact that Sebastian had sat next to her as it meant they were grouped together covering Friday at Five's biggest hit, Crazy. She began to push away the voice in her head that was analysing everything that happened between her and Sebastian and decided that she would just let
0: things happen naturally. Smart. <laughs> oh my God, Grace, you're so like grown up grown up and cool and we love you grace how she's still like denying that to herself that she doesn't like sebastian but this is clearly suggesting that she does
1: it's a bit of internal monologue she's realizing her feelings chapter break just as grace has started to relax and enjoy herself and the group had begun to make some real progress amber's dad stormed in the backyard yelling on his mobile phone it was obvious from the smell of alcohol that mr burns had been drinking Everyone fell silent, watching what, as... What, is
0: an alcoholic now? God.
1: <laughs> I'm getting some really intense themes coming into it, aren't I? Everyone fell silent, watching as the man they knew to be one of the state's most successful businessmen stumbled towards his daughter. Oh, no, that's not What different. are they... <coughs> I'm going to put on my best. What are they all doing here? He slurred. I already told you, Dad. Just leave us alone. The look of embarrassment and sadness on Amber's face was enough for everyone to realise that this wasn't the first time she'd had to deal with her father in a situation like this. Grace made eye contact with Mia, indicating they should leave lead, sorry, lead towards the side gate. In record time, the lines and the boys gathered their things and got up to leave, not knowing what to say to Amber. Amber tried to play it cool, insisting they didn't have to leave, but it was clear to Grace that she was struggling to keep her composure. Tyler, and I have to be home for dinner anyway, she said, stepping towards Amber and giving her a hug. Thanks for having us. As the group filed through the gate, Grace hung back. Let me know if you need anything, she offered. You've done enough. Thanks, Grace. Amber forced a smile. On their way home, Tyler and Grace talked more than they had in years. Tyler asked if he knew if if she knew if Mr. Burns' behavior was typical and what was happening within the family, but Grace deflected the questions by pointing out that she really didn't know Amber very well. She changed the subject and they discussed the Friday At Five competition. The first thing they'd had in common for years, Grace thought. She realized she felt happy and pretty good about her life, if only she could say the same for Amber. <laughs>
0: I feel like I'm not really commenting on much because it's getting so like in yeah deep and intense and serious like it's such a
1: I know I think we talked a lot earlier about like how that was the early chapters like shaping what was going to happen whereas now I think it's like the kind of build up Things is now are starting reaching to blow it's up. yeah it's climax and you know? so there are some serious issues that are having to get put through in here because well, we've we've covered a, we're up to page 141 like we've covered a lot of a lot of territory. A lot of paper. A lot of paper. Sorry. Save the whales and buy... Yeah,
0: well, save what the about that if you're, like, a, one of those people who... You just
1: do an ebook. I think. One
0: of those people, <laughs> <laughs> the people that who cares about the, about the environment, who wants the world to be a better place. God forbid. Um, yeah.
1: So, yeah, no, I agree. Getting pretty intense... Um, and exciting though, as well. Like I think the romance between Seven Grace is blossoming. I'm glad the boys are coming back
0: into it. Yeah, a they, bit. It,
1: we'd we'd miss them for a bit. We need a bit more testosterone and like a
0: bit more school time, yeah. like because
1: the netball stuff would. can be a bit like meh.
0: Anyway, yeah. what are your three words for this? Um, I think in terms of this, I don't know about three words, but I think there's a bit of progress yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah, you know, a bit of progress happening with the Amber stuff. You know the lions; they had a good win. Yeah, very um, true. And you know, with Sebastian starting to come into it a little bit more, and we're kind of seeing, you know, what, what's, what are Grace's feelings about yeah, it. Yeah, so I hope that we. I'd have, have, have one word; it would say progress. Yeah.
1: So mine will be the plot thickens. So
0: it's very yeah. similar, the same. Oh, sort sorry. of thing. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Mine will be the plot thickens. So I actually have three words. I can make in three words. Sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's always hard to be the one to go first, though, so I'm, I'm yeah sorry. because I like explain. Or it I was gonna say up. boys are back. The boys, boys are back, yeah. Back. But yeah, so that's the end of
1: Oh my god, episode eight. And that was chapters fifteen and sixteen, wasn't
0: it? Yeah. So God, we've we're really flying through this. Um But if there is a bit of a hiatus between this episode and the next episode, always feel free to go to the back of your book <laughs> and look at the photo of Maddie because it's pretty funny. Like <laughs> You were in a midriff. I know you were in a midriff. My mum <laughs> took these photos. We had to have a photo shoot in my front yard. What was this? It's, it, do you know
1: what the thing is? It wasn't that long ago. I reckon it was like in two thousand. You 2000- look so young. I know, but I reckon it was it only like, like two thousand and seventeen or two thousand and eighteen. Like I was, it was only two or three years ago. Maybe two years ago. Two years ago, if that. One or two. Those I know. Days. And my mum took it and we had to have a full photo shoot. There were ones in my bedroom. there was these ones, And I chose that one where my belly is showing. So I'm sorry. I really do apologise. Well, oh, talk about PG. I know. Getting a bit more bang for your buck there too. <laughs> anyway, that's the end of that chapter of, sorry, that episode of I Wrote a Book. Um, See you next week. Bye. Bye. Next week, sorry, or next, <laughs> next month. Or, but hopefully, Hopefully next week. Hopefully next week.